0: You're listening to an audio resource from Vineyard Church of the Rockies in Fort Collins, Colorado. We are joining God's mission, transforming all things, and you're invited. To learn more about us and how you can connect, please visit VOTR.church. Well, good morning, Vineyard Church. It's always good to gather and to worship and to grow closer to Jesus together. So thankful that you're all here with us this morning. I want to welcome everyone on the live stream As well, we're so thankful that you're joining us. And if we've never had a chance to meet, my name is Jeff. I'm the lead pastor here at the Vineyard. And as you just saw in that video, we are in the middle of a series called Amateur Hour. Amateur Hour. It's not a derogatory word in our our church. It's a it's a word of celebration. It's a phrase of celebration because in the kingdom of God, we're Always learning, we're always growing, and we're always taking risks for Jesus because of our great love for Him and our great love for those around us, even when it makes us look like a bunch of amateurs. Today's topic is an invitation that I think all believers in Christ have, something that Scripture invites us to pursue. But it is a topic that can be somewhat polarizing depending on your theology or your history in the church. Today's message is titled Amateur Prophet. Amateur Prophet. And even as I say that word out loud, I immediately find myself wanting to qualify because... We don't actually encourage people to walk around introducing themselves as a prophet of God, delivering messages to the world around them. That would be very strange. But in the right context or in the right setting, it may seem appropriate to say, hey, I am learning to grow in the prophetic or I'm learning to hear the voice of God. But you have to remember that even the title of this message, right, it's not an invitation to self-proclamation or kind of self-anointing, right? It's more of an invitation to focus on the word amateur, not prophet, because we're all growing in this together. And I have a lot of really interesting stories about when people just call themselves prophet and start handing out like business cards with their name and with their title right under it, and then they tell me all of the words I've needed to hear my entire life. It's a little awkward when it says, you know, I, I don't have this card, but I'm just going to use it as a personal example. Jeff Fowl's title, Prophet of Yeshua. That's like my favorite card to get. It pretty much shuts down all further conversations. And so I would encourage you to maybe avoid passing out those business cards as well. The word prophet or, or prophetic, it can, it can just carry a fair amount of baggage. It can be somewhat polarizing, right? On one hand, there are people who love the prophetic. They love growing in the prophetic and talking about hearing the voice of God. They love it so much that, that sometimes they can elevate this gifting above all other gifts in the body of Christ. And, and I get it. It's kind of intriguing, right? When you meet someone who can clearly hear from the Lord, it's, it's intriguing. It's interesting to hear what they have to say. And I will just give a quick side note here. If you're new to the vineyard and you're wondering like, what I mean when I say hearing from God, um, I just want to be the guy that clarifies it for you. I'm not talking about some like audible, thunderous voice from heaven. I'm not talking about like a clear voice, like you're hearing my voice talk right now. Christians don't mean they're hearing voices when we say we're hearing from God. I, I, I'm talking about the still small voice of the Lord. I'm talking about the subtle ways that He communicates us to through impressions or or through the scriptures. When an idea or maybe even emotion is laid upon our heart, I'm not talking about hearing voices. I'm happy to clarify that for you. Um, I've met a lot of people maybe who are new to the Christian faith or even outside of the Christian faith, and when they hear people talking about hearing the voice of God, they get really weirded out by Christians. They have no idea what it is we're actually talking about. It's a strange thing. You have to remember, right? Like if you've grown up around this or you've been around this phrase your entire life, this is normal language for you. It's not so normal for those outside of the faith. Side note, I I will just give you a little tip though. If you ever find yourself on jury duty and you wanna get out, Just tell the lawyer you won't have to bother with, like, expert testimony and the actual facts of the case because you'll just pray and God will tell you how to judge your peers. I promise you, you'll get booted from the jury duty as quick as possible, right? <laughs> they will think you're talking about hearing voices. It sounds a little funny, right? It's so, It sounds... A little funny, but that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking, again, about the still, small voice of God, the way that he communicates with us in an inaudible voice, but nonetheless, the the speaking of God's spirit to our own spirit. But you can kind of see why this would be a confusing topic for some, why this might even be a polarizing topic for some, right? Some are very, very excited, and just as many as are excited, we have people who get anxious about this topic, They've maybe rejected the prophetic wholesale. They either don't believe it, they haven't been taught about it, or or in the worst case scenario, I, I think they've been burned by it in the past, and so they don't want to wade into those waters again. But we say time and time again here at the Vineyard that we never want to let a bad example keep us from a biblical one. But if your experience of the prophetic has been really hurtful and damaging, I hardly blame you for wanting to reject it and move on to something different. I think one of the most damaging phrases that's ever been used in the modern church era is God told me. God told me blank. God told me to tell you. Just fill in the blank with whatever it is. It could be one of the more damaging phrases in the modern church world. It's led to a lot of bad decisions. It's led to hurt individuals and families. And, and quite honestly, it's hurt the testimony of, of Jesus Christ and the local church in the greater scheme and the world around us. Over the years, I have heard some of the strangest Prophetic words you could ever imagine. I, mean, I have stories for days, stories for days. It wasn't that long ago that on a Tuesday morning, I'll never forget it because it was right before staff meeting, that someone scheduled a meeting with me because they wanted to give me a prophetic word. And we met, by, you know, like your spidey sense kind of goes up and you're like, I'm not really sure about this meeting. But I took it anyway. And I remember we were sitting back in those chairs back there. Um, I checked on my way in. That's not the same person sitting back there, so you don't have to turn and look. <laughs> Um, and this person proceeded to give me a a prophetic word about my eventual demise little did I know that there was going to be an uprising and that there was going to be a militaristic type overtaking of this church that I would finally be outed and wouldn't you know it the person who was going to become the lead pastor was the person who gave me the prophetic word right it always seems to work that way It always seems to work that way. I'm telling you, there are strange things that happen when we lean into this. And I know that some of those examples are wild, they're extreme. I I hope they don't happen to all of us. But these are the kinds of prophetic stories that make others want to reject this gift wholesale. And say, it's just too messy. I'm just going to go this way. Right? But just like last week when we talked about healing. And we talked about the mystery of how and why and when God heals. Or sometimes when we don't receive the prayer that we've been asking for for so long. Despite those mysteries, we wade into healing nonetheless because we want to experience God. And walking in the prophetic is very similar. I am willing to embrace the mystery of how and why God's picking amateurs to speak to and speak through. Like most of the time, we don't hear things perfectly. Yet God chooses us and, and speaks through us and lays ideas and thoughts and scripture on our minds and our hearts to share with others. Oftentimes, we get it wrong and we just keep risking for the Lord. We seek into his heart because this mystery of how he speaks through us its worth the struggle. See, I want to be so close to Jesus that he shares insights with me. I want to be so close to the Spirit that He shares the direction of of where maybe we need to go together or the next season of my own life. And I want to be so close to Him that that I have this kind of personal connection with Him that I hear from Him in that still, small voice. And I want those things for you. I want you to have that same kind of relationship with Jesus where you can be awakened to new things, where all of a sudden you, you experience revelation as you read the Word of God. Maybe you have dramatic moments with the Lord, or maybe it's just the still, subtle ways that He's speaking to you. I want that for all of us. Now, thankfully, you don't have to take my opinion for it, because all of this is recorded in Scripture. Right? All this is accounted for in the Word of God. These are all invitations presented to us as followers of Christ. So we're going to start this morning in 1 Timothy. First and Second Timothy are two books in the Bible we've been using a lot during this Amateur Hour series because it's Paul, this expert, writing to Timothy who's kind of beginning his leadership role, beginning his faith, and Paul uses these letters to encourage him time and time again. This is what we read in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18. This is Paul writing to Timothy, really almost how he opens the letter. Timothy, he says, my son, here are my instructions for you based on the prophetic words spoken about you earlier. May they help you fight well in the Lord's battles. Chapter 1, 1 Timothy, chapter 1, Paul's opening remarks to Timothy, and he starts by reminding him of the prophetic words that were once spoken over him. I love this verse. I love how Paul opens up this letter to his spiritual son. He's basically telling Timothy, Timothy, those prophetic words that you've experienced in the past, they're so important to your life. They're so important to your calling. You need to remember them. You need to hold fast to them because there are struggles ahead. There are going to be battles that you don't even know you have to face, and you're going to want to lay hold of those and remember them. It will help you fight the good fight for the Lord. And just a few chapters later, almost like he's bookending this message, now in chapter 4, Paul continues. Verse 14, Do not neglect the spiritual gift you received through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. Give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into these tasks so that everyone will see your progress. See, something unique happened to Timothy When the elders laid their hands on him and prophesied over him. And in the same way, something unique happens to us when we experience the prophetic. We get strengthened and empowered. We receive clarity on our calling. And like Timothy, we need to remember the words that God has spoken to us in the past. And we need to remember the way that he's speaking to us today. And of course, it's not just in 1 and 2 Timothy, right? The prophetic was used all over the early church, all over the early church. The disciples had dreams and visions, and they received prophetic words about where to go and how to minister and what might come if they went this way or that way. As Paul was writing to the churches and explaining to them how the community of Christ would work together in Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 12, there are lists of gifts that God has given to the church, and both of those lists include the prophetic. And then there's this awesome scripture in 1 Corinthians 14, which I think is perfect for our message today. 1 Corinthians 14, verse number one, let love be your highest goal. You're going to want to read that one again. Let love be your highest goal. But you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. Some translations read, earnestly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially that you may prophesy. Paul reminds us, right? He's reminding us that on our journey of being amateurs together, it is always worthwhile to risk for the Lord. It's always worthwhile to step out in faith. But when we do that, we must remember that love has to be our highest goal. Love has to be the lens in which we approach the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Love has to be the highest goal. But it's still worth the risk. It's still worth stepping out in faith, even If you get something wrong, during this series and every message, we've been doing interviews with quote unquote professional Christians, people who get paid to actually try to grow in the prophetic and live this kind of way. And we've been interviewing people and they've been sharing their failures because we all fail. And then remember, we all kind of point at them and laugh, and we say kindly and lovingly within our hearts, you are such an amateur. We're going to do that today, but you're going to have to be kind because today's interview is my wife. And so if you really lay it in to her. (laughs) Natalie, why don't you come on up? I know you've got a story for us.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: If you didn't know, Natalie and I are both pastors here at the Vineyard Church. We've been married for 14 years. We've been doing ministry together for way long ever since we've known each other. And so I will say the the list of our amateur stories is way too long to share today. (laughs) Um, They're long. Um, But I know you have an amateur story because I remember when this happened. I think we were actually out kind of on a date. Yeah, we were having lunch. And you weren't talking to me. It actually looked like you were... (laughs) In La La Land, your head was up in the clouds. I was but praying. Okay? Turns out she was praying.
1: I was. Being, I actually was. That's the easiest cop out <laughs> answer for all
0: things. Also, oh, but it's I actually listening. true this time. I was praying.
1: This is true. No, I was. I was praying, and I. I remember we were having lunch. We were at DC Oaks, and we were having lunch. This is about a month ago, and I just couldn't shake it. I was. I, I. was praying because God highlighted this man that I kept. I couldn't shake it. What's so,
0: highlighting? So just for all the folks who don't yes. know what highlighting is.
1: He didn't mean? like make him like really bright, <laughs> like, like neon marker, and, and there's a the light side side. shining and dropping on him. It was just like I couldn't shake it. I just felt like I needed to pray for him. Whether that's, just, I, I was just sitting in my chair and I was praying. I was praying about like, Lord, is there something that you want me to share for share with him? Is there something that you want me to pray over him um, or, or what? And so I, I sat and I just prayed about it spent some time doing that.
0: While I'm asking her questions about life and purpose and dreams and all kinds of things. (laughs) She's very
1: deep. Um, Yeah. And so I, I literally did. I just, I just sat there. I was like, Lord, what do you, what do you want me to say? Is there something I can say for him or just sit here and pray for him right now? Like, Sometimes I feel like I felt like led to go and pray and or just go and share a word with somebody. Um, and so in, in this particular moment, I felt like the Lord wanted me, was inviting me to go and share that he was enough. And so I told Jeff, I was like, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go and I'm going to share with this guy. This is actually what's happening. I'm not ignoring you. Yeah. <laughs> and so I got up and I went up to the guy. It really felt super awkward. I didn't want to do it. But
0: I I felt a little awkward, too, by the way. I took the kids, and we went out the front door. I was like, this
1: is awkward. We're leaving for do ministry. I was like, excuse me, sir. (laughs) Hi. You know, just like super... I, I just felt insecure. I felt awkward. And I said, hi, I'm a pastor in town, and I just... I just believe that God speaks to us, and I don't know if this is something for you at all, but I, I wanted you to know that he thinks that you're enough. That might be from the Lord. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know that. I go to church and stuff, so I know. It's fine. Thanks. And I was like, okay, <laughs> bye.
0: <laughs> so real successful. You're welcome. <laughs> but what I, what I, One of the things that I hear in, in that story that I love is that you... You were kind of drawn to this guy. He kept grabbing your attention, and you didn't just jump into action. You started praying, "Lord, do you have something for this guy?" You felt like you heard something, and then the next question—get this—as we grow in the prophetic together, this is a really good discernment question to ask. Do you want me to share that right now, or do you want me to just pray about that right now? That's a really good question to ask. It's a question, and then you didn't get the easy one. Just pray about it. That's the one we kind of all secretly hope that he says. (laughs) But no, get up and go and awkwardly share with this stranger you've never met. Yeah,
1: and I don't know, like, maybe that was just for me. Maybe God was like, hey, you need to get up and do this. There was one time um, where a couple years ago where I was out for a run, and I felt like God wanted me to ask someone if they had knee pain. (laughs) And and I didn't ask them, and I kept running, and I kind of ignored it. So I remember that moment, and I think, like, Maybe there was something for that guy, and so I think that's what encouraged me to do this yeah. again and to keep practicing that over the years because yeah. it, it just does take a risk, and it's like, what will God do? Like, he could sm- move and speak through, through me that way. Like, he has before.
0: I love it. And, you so. know, part of our mission statement, joining God's mission, transforming all things, is whether it's the guy that you passed and didn't pray for when you're healing or whether it's this guy at DC Oaks that you did offer the word to, the reality is God is always moving. God is always drawing people to himself. He, he wants us to join him because he loves having us in his story. And so if not you, then who? Right. Right? Exactly. And so as you feel those invitations, then step out in faith because that's when you get to be a part of God's story.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it did feel awkward, right? <laughs> it does feel awkward sometimes to like be like, hey, I think I heard this. But... I love the
0: awkwardness of yeah. it. And so let's it all awkwardly but kindly and lovingly look at my wife and say, Natalie... You are such an amateur. Thank you. Thank you. There's a lot of good little gold nuggets in that story. So many things that we can pull from it and apply into our own lives. And I know we don't have time to talk about all the little things that comes with the prophetic in in one sermon. Uh, We would have a whole conference to talk about this together. We don't have that time this morning, but I do want to share a quick uh, a three, three things quickly that seem, I think, really important to believers as they grow in the prophetic, as we commit to growing in this together. Three quick things. First, if you want to grow in the prophetic, start with Scripture. Start with With scripture, if you want to grow in the prophetic, it starts with being an amateur theologian, which is something that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, because I have noticed the people who most accurately uh, share uh, messages from God or, or share a word from the Lord with somebody else, most often it's the same person who loves scripture and is hungry for Scripture, filling their mind and their heart with Scripture. Read Hebrews 4.12 with me. This is one of my favorite verses about the Word of God. For the Word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. See, in Hebrews 4.12, we learn this really important truth, that God's Word is alive and active today. Today. It's still speaking to us today. God will speak to you through the Bible. And as you open the pages and you spend time devouring God's word, sometimes you'll have that aha moment where where God speaks to you so clearly and it's like a revelatory moment in scripture. And other times it feels like nothing happened at all. And you're just reading genealogies. Or you're just reading how long this guy lived and how long this guy lived, but you're dedicated to, with faith, presenting your heart before God and inviting him to speak to you through his word. One of the safest ways to grow in the prophetic for yourself or for others is to devour scripture and then to simply ask this prayer, God, do you have a scripture that you want to share with me today? Or what about this person? Or what about that person? As I pray for them, is there a scripture that you want me to text them? Is there a scripture that you want me to share with them? And the beauty of that is that when you ask that question, if you sit patiently and you wait, sometimes you won't hear anything at all. In fact, maybe more often than not, you won't hear anything at all. But sometimes you will get an impression or a scripture will come to your mind and then you get to step out in faith. And the beauty of sharing scripture with someone is that even when you're wrong, you're winning. Because Hebrews 4.12 says the word of God is alive and active. So even if it wasn't a perfect word in that moment from God to that person, it's still the word of God. And he will do his work through your amateur text, through your amateur prayer, through your amateur sharing. Starting with scripture is the number one place to start when when it comes to growing in the prophetic. Number two, if you want to grow in the prophetic, join a small group. Join a small group. Most groups start this week, so this is your last chance to jump into a group before we end the promotion, but these are the best places to learn, grow, and take risks in the prophetic. You know, on any given Sunday when we gather, we truly believe that God is speaking to people. We believe that he's giving you impressions through a still small voice, through maybe worship. I like to think that God occasionally speaks to you through the preaching. Maybe a couple of people are like, yeah, maybe... I don't know, jury's still out, or through ministry time. We we believe that God speaks to us when we gather together. But small groups is the best place to like, cultivate this gift and, and to give it a go, risking for the kingdom in a deeper kind of way, because it's in those small groups that you get to know each other in a different kind of way. You can share strengths and weaknesses, pains and struggles, as well as celebrations, and you can know how to pray for one another. And then in a smaller group, it's a lot easier to say, you know, I've been praying for you, and I think this might be from God. Can I share it with you? And then when you say it kind of humbly like that, you can also ask this really great question, a great question for all of us who are growing in the prophetic. Does that make any sense to you? Do you think that's from God? See, part of being an amateur, part of being an amateur and, and growing in the prophetic is a willingness to be corrected, a willingness to be teachable, and a willingness to be wrong. We should celebrate these things. Not critique or judge folks when they try and fail, but say, I don't know, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, or it doesn't right now. But I will also say that if you just say, oh yeah, that's from the Lord, that's not helping amateurs grow either. We have to be honest, and we have to be loving, and we have to be kind, and the best place for those things to happen is within a small group. So join a small group because alongside Scripture, those are two great places to grow in the prophetic. And third thing, if you want to grow in the prophetic, then encourage generously. Encourage generously. Avoid the life-changing words. Don't tell someone that God told you to tell them to move across the country. Don't tell someone that God told you and only you that they should quit their job. These aren't great words to share. By the way, in those words, you know who has all the pressure? The other person. Because now they have to decide if you're really hearing from the Lord and are they going to if they really think it is from the Lord, are they going to disobey the Lord? If they don't really quit the job or whatever? Those are good words to just if you really think it's from the Lord, those are good words to just sit on and pray about. And if you're convinced it's from God, you know what? It will be from God, if it's really from him. That's the beauty of the prophetic. So you can write it down, you can put it in a journal, you can stash it away, and you can pray for that person, that word. And if they ever come to you and they say, you know what, I've been thinking about quitting my job, you can say, I have a journal entry that I want to share with you from two weeks ago, because I've been praying that same thing. Confirmation in the prophetic is way better with those kind of life-changing words than just showing up and saying, God told me to tell you. Does this make sense? You have to be careful with that phrase because all of a sudden it creates you as the highest authority in that person's life. And actually the highest authority in that person's life is the Lord, not us. So tread carefully and maybe just pray about those life-changing words. As we're learning to grow in this together, I think sticking with generous encouragement is the way to go. And it's also the biblical model. It's also the biblical model. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 3. But one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. If you want to grow in the prophetic, then ask God for a scripture, join a small group, and according to 1 Corinthians 14, then stick with encouragement. Ask God for the gift of encouragement. One of my favorite prayers, it's so simple, it's just to be praying for somebody and to simply ask God, how do you see this person? God, how do you see them? How have you crafted them? How have you created them? What kind of gold is within their hearts? And how can I be an instrument to help pull some of that out? God, how do you see this person? And the beauty is that if God lays something on your mind or lays something on your heart, that you can share that just as a word of encouragement. You don't even have to say, excuse me, I have a prophetic word for you. Because again, like why are we hyping this up? If it's really from the Lord... It's already got the magic sauce on it, right? If it's, if it's really truly from the Lord, it will have his power behind it. You don't have to dial it up and say, I have a prophetic word for you. You can just trust that God will move. You can trust that God will fill your mouth with the, with the word that he's already put in your heart. It's one of my favorite things to do, even for people who aren't following Jesus, is to just ask, God, how do you see this person? And the next time I'm with them, I'll just share it with them. And if I'm, feeling, if I'm feeling really kind of pressed by the Lord, I'll say, you know one of the ways you really remind me about Jesus? And then I'll share the, share the word. And that always gets people who are outside of the faith kind of on their heels. They don't know quite what to do with that. And I'll just say, no, really, like I, I really see the person of Jesus moving in you and moving through you in this kind of way, which is biblical, right? We're all created in the image of God. We all have little gifts. They might not be fully redeemed yet, but you're calling out the ways they've been created in God's image, and you can bless them with that. Parents, you can prophesy over your children without ever calling it prophecy by just blessing them and strengthening them and encouraging them. And if you lay your hand on their shoulder and you share it that way, boy, now you're praying for it. Now now something's really happening. You're like a prophetic ninja or something, right? Just moving and no one even knows it. It's a new spiritual gift, by the way. Spiritual prophetic ninjas. This is... Three basic things though, three basic things. Start with scripture, join a small group and encourage generously. You won't go wrong with those three. And while you exercise those three how-tos, you'll be growing in the prophetic as you move with Christ. There's so much to say about this topic, obviously a lot of practicals, a lot of how-tos that we don't have time to get into today. So here's my invitation to the church, everyone in here, of course, everyone online as well. If you love growing in the prophetic, if you don't know what to think about it, but you're kind of intrigued and maybe you want to learn more, then I want to invite you to a special seminar that I'm going to teach in November called Hearing God's Voice a special seminar that I'm going to teach in November called Hearing God's Voice. You can save the date. It's going to be on November 13th. It's going to be a late afternoon into the evening, and we'll finish with a powerful night of worship and prayer. But, of course, you can register at VOTRweekly.org. Actually, if you're interested in that, registering is really important because we have to prepare the room for you, and we have some things that we're going to get for everyone who registers. And I will say we're in the early stages of this, um, we've invited Young Life to join us, which is really, really exciting. Greg Hook, one of the co-directors from Young Life, is going to help me teach that seminar as well. It's going to bring some Young Life CSU students with him. Uh, but we're going to open it up to everyone in our church, every age, every stage. You won't want to miss this seminar. I'm, I'm just so excited that we're going to be partnering with Young Life in this way. But I'm excited to teach more on the prophetic even within our own church and create space for us to grow together. Here's my closing thought. When we talk about the gifts of the Spirit and we talk about exercising these gifts and learning to grow in these gifts, sometimes we can kind of cross our wires a little bit and we can begin to make gifting a salvation issue. And I just want to say very clearly that growing in the prophetic is not a salvation issue, okay? I want you to hear that very clearly from me. You are not saved because of works. You are not saved because of gifts. You are saved by Christ alone, faith in him alone, and faith at what he accomplished on the cross in his death and in his resurrection. So if this feels like you're walking on thin ice or it feels uneasy for you, then I want you to know that this church is still a great place where you can belong. That even if you're stumbling forward in this or you're not sure what to think about this message, then you can still enjoy everything that God has for you in our church family. Because we want 1 Corinthians 14.1 to be true of us. We want love to be our highest goal. But if you're willing to step out in faith... If you're willing to risk looking like an amateur or to ask him questions in prayer and patiently wait and maybe get an answer but maybe not get an answer at all. If you're willing to step out and risk that for Jesus, then I know that it will transform your relationship with Christ. It has been so transformational for me, for Natalie and I to walk that close to Jesus to hear that still small voice, those whispers and impressions that he shares with us or even the big dramatic ways when we know God is speaking to us. And our heart is that you would begin to thrive with Christ in the exact same way. So consider Paul's invitation to let love be your highest goal but to also daringly to pursue the gifts of the Spirit, especially, especially that you may prophesy. Let's pray.